0: heard more than one person call this movie the quiet place it's a quiet place when you call it the quiet place it suggests that this is one quiet place that there is the solitary quiet place there is multiple quiet places i have a bit of a counterpoint to
1: that which i believe is of most import and that is uh who gives a shit that's a solid
2: point I know, Marco. Right? yeah all right so we're fresh films we see new movies in Evanston. I'm Elliot Gronsberg. I'm Mark Scaliano. I'm Marco Carlano. Today, we're talking about A Quiet Place, the new film directed by and starring John Krasinski. And written by. Co-written. He took a script that already existed, and uh, I mean, he's got a credit, so he, he made a significant contribution. This
0: film stars Krasinski. stars his real-life wife, Emily Blunt, and also Millicent Simmons, who we last saw in Todd Haynes' Wonderstruck. So this came as a bit of a surprise for a lot of people because John Krasinski's most well-known as Jim from The Office, he's only directed a few other more comedic films, and it kind of came out like a month or so in advance that this movie was coming out, and there's already a bit of hype about it because... The concept interested a lot of people that it was this world where monsters will eat you alive if they hear you, so you have to be super silent all the time
2: which I gotta say, it doesn't quite make sense. It doesn't really hold up to scrutiny.
1: The thing about this film is that it takes time to examine all these little sources of noise that you subconsciously make without even thinking about it. And it accounts for them in the film, but in accounting for all these things, it raises more questions about other things that could potentially make sound.
2: And it sort of is like this ouroboros loop of the snake eating itself. For example, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt have several kids in the film, and you gotta think kids make noises. When they're young, when they're babies, they cry, they laugh. How do you stop something like that? They sneeze. People sneeze. They account for things like dropping something on the ground and it Footsteps. making a noise. And... Sneezing's a big one i forgot about sneezing but it goes along with all the other things i was saying it's something you can't really stop or, or like coughing coughing would be another one and they never really explain that in the film
0: while i think that those are sort of logical liberties that the movie expects you to take with it there is one aspect to it that is just makes them kind of seems stupid in that the wife is pregnant and it's established that that baby was conceived during the reign of the monsters so they just added a child someone that's capable of making so much noise basically
2: what we're saying while they were on the run from the monsters these two fucked and, I mean, they could have fucked once and had the baby, but more than likely, they were looking to replace another child, so they tried for that baby. That,
1: that also makes noise.
2: Yes. And you got
1: the two kids to account for. So much logistics of procreation. One thing... Are we going to just spell how the monsters are defeated or
2: not or it doesn't matter doesn't matter i mean we can all
1: right so basically the way the monsters are defeated is that if you create a sound at a high enough frequency and amplify it slightly the skin of the monsters is peeled back because it's all made of weird ears which i think is an interesting creature design and was kind of compelling in its own little way but the deaf child's cochlear implant enables the skin to be peeled back and then Emily Blunt shoots it in the face of the shotgun and it's dead. The logic enough being that I guess maybe the skin would be too thick to penetrate with normal bullets but then like couldn't you just use other means to penetrate it like couldn't you use a rocket and kill it or an artillery shell and kill it? Where are
2: you going to get a rocket or artillery
1: shell? Well the military probably have them and it's been like a year and a half since the outbreak started or not the outbreak the reign of the monsters. Kind of an outbreak I mean we don't really know where they came from i actually like that element i like the the mystery of it i i assume they're aliens that makes sense
2: that's what i thought
0: so i do think there's a lot of it that's actually really good i think it's a very compelling setup for a film that creates a lot of natural suspense that is handled very well by john krasinski as a director also the film has some very intense scenes in particular, there is a scene with Emily Blunt in the monster and the fact that she is close to giving birth that is very effective and very well constructed. The conceit
1: of this movie enables great tension just on its own, and I haven't seen Krasinski's other work, but the directing job is pretty solid here, enough to make do with the premise and Used effectively as a storytelling method. But there are a bunch of logistical problems. I'd say it's extremely effective at what it does, but it's a very visceral thing. And when you open it up to scrutiny, it doesn't hold up as much. I still like it. I I recommend
2: it. I agree, but I think it's always nice to have original science fiction films because we're so inundated with the superhero movies and the dystopian young adult novel adaptations. So it's always nice
0: to have an original sci-fi horror film. I guess it's nice that they have an actual deaf actress play the daughter. I thought that was cool.
2: I was just thinking about that. I liked her a lot in Wonderstruck. I thought she was kind of annoying in this film. I think it was just her characterization. Yeah, the sort of
1: emotional crux of her character, it doesn't really endear herself to the audience, if that makes any sense. Like, I know what the resolution will be to that before it even fucking starts. And it's not that compelling, so why, why do I care? This film really reminds me of It Comes at Night. And I think It Comes at Night is pound for pound a better film. But that had its flaws too. If you combine the best parts of those two movies, you would have like
2: a masterclass horror film. I really liked It Comes at Night, but the marketing campaign
0: for that oh film was
2: abysmal. No one knew what it was about.
0: I feel that A Quiet Place is so much more of like a mainstream palatable film. Ben, than It Comes at Night. Because it has this not gruesome imagery it's really pg-13 i think that this as a film is clearly a more accessible less graphic sort of horror film that can be rated pg-13 and can be enjoyed by middle and high schoolers and it's really solid and good and above average for those types of films however i'm more of a complex gruesome horror person or a I'm one of those dorks that's for the artsy horror shit, too. Hell, it beats Truth or Dare. But there's a full moon rising. Let's go dancing in the light. All right, let's move on to our final thoughts. Marcus, what did you think? I think it's a very
1: effective horror film that makes good use of its premise, but is undone somewhat by a few character arcs that don't quite work for me on an emotional level and some of the logistical problems. It doesn't have a lot of rewatch value, I don't think, but in a theater setting where everyone's quiet, if they'll ever be quiet. Actually, mine were fairly respectful. I think you'll have a good time. I recommend it.
2: Elliot. I enjoyed the film quite a bit. I heard a lot of hype going into it, and I'm not sure if it lives up to the hype because it is, like, just another pretty good film. The monsters I thought were really cool. The premise is very interesting. Again, the logic doesn't always hold up, but Krasinski, Blunt, Simmons, and Jupe all do a pretty good job. It's something that you should see once, at least, and I think in all the options that we have of things to see, it's one of the better ones, especially among original horror films. What about you, Marco?
0: So this is, I think, going to be the big mainstream horror film of the year, the one that everyone's going to see. I think that for a more accessible horror film, it's really pretty effective. It has some great scenes. It has a premise that builds up a lot of tension. It's well-directed. Some of the internal logic doesn't really make that much sense. And I don't think some of the music was used pretty effectively. Sometimes it was really unsubtle. But if you are someone who's not really into horror films, this won't be that bad for you. And if you are someone that's maybe looking to get into horror films, this is a okay start. But seeing you are never really here. I heartily agree with that. Lynn Ramsey is
2: an amazing filmmaker, and this definitely lives up to her previous work. So this has been Fresh Films from NBN Audio. You can find us online in the audio section of NBN and on Apple Podcasts go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Smash that motherfucking like button. You can go ahead and hit that subscribe button to automatically get our next episode as soon as it's released. This has been Elliot Gronsberg, Marcus Galliano, and Marco
0: Carlano. See ya! Yeet.